Welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast with Tim Muehlhoff. And Dr. Chris Grace. <laughs> well, we're back to just visit about all things relationships, and it's exciting to be here. Uh, mostly, Tim, I think it's because there's such a fun opportunity in this area of talking about relationships. We get to cover everything, right? From yeah. marriages to couples that are just dating, people that are dealing with things like even singleness and, and the relationship with God. And that's what this is about, this podcast. So it's really fun to do it with you. That's Looking right. Looking forward to it. Let's try another. Let's try some more questions from listeners that's that right. are out there. There are a variety of uh, questions people send in and uh, you know related to the podcast. They send them. You could send them to us online at cmr.biola.edu at events. We oftentimes ask for questions and they fill them out. And so I thought, let's take another opportunity great. to answer some of them. We have a ton of, of questions, yep. which is so, great. Yeah. Here's one. Let's start about this one. My boyfriend and I are ready to get married. My mother does not want me to get married until I graduate from college next year. Mm. We have been in premarital counseling and the only hindrance is my mom. What should I do? Wow. Uh, yeah. Good question there, huh? Yeah, Tim, I think this one has so much to it. We really want to honor what those in, in our lives uh, feel and say, especially if we're living you know, in a situation in which we're trying to respect and honor those nearest to us. And it's so important. We talked about this in another podcast, Tim, that we listen to those that, are, that know us yeah. best yeah. In, in relationships. And for whatever reason, uh, when a parent in particular uh, says, we really want you to wait, I think we have that person. Yeah, I think you have to weigh that very carefully. I, I do not believe uh, that at the end, if that's the only, if everybody else is in favor of this and just the mom is not, I think then you might really have to do some serious praying and thinking and maybe even dealing in that relationship. But what's your first thought that comes to mind? How would you counsel somebody who says, we're ready, mom isn't, and she wants us to wait until I graduate? Well, what, and the question, Chris, how close was this person to graduating? They're saying that's within the next year, I guess, until, well, okay. it doesn't really say. She didn't okay. say. <laughs> so I, I think, again, this what's hard for us is we're just reading this, these mm -hmm. questions, we, we obviously would get so much more context yeah. in answering these. I'd want to know a couple of things. Um, one, if you're within a year of graduating, a semester, I think there's wisdom. When we do premarital counseling, we always ask the couples, why this person, why now? Yeah. And, if, and if my son or daughter was within a year of graduating, mm -hmm. I think I would say, hey, let's graduate. You mm -hmm. have no idea what life is going to throw you a curveball and you may never get back to it. Mm -hmm. And we just know a lot economically that people who have college degrees can earn more. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's that. If, if they were within spitting distance, <laughs> then I think it's wise to heed the mother. But second, I would want to know how controlling the mother yeah. is. What's uh -huh. her history on this? Yeah. Because you're going to have to establish those boundaries after marriage. So if this is a woman who, generally speaking, has not been intrusive, right. and now right. she really is, yeah. I, I think I'd give way to that. If she's always mm -hmm. putting her nose into it, yeah. this might be a place where I put a stake in the ground and say, Mom, we've talked about this. Our friends are in agreement. We're good with this. So those are kind of the factors I might want to take a look at. No, I think that's good, Tim. I, I, I really would just simply add a small point to that that is similar, and that is really deep down, if, if your mom, this is kind of unique for her, she's not normally one that would be too controlling – it still could be that it's not a, a correct approach. She, 
most likely you'd want to find out what's going on yeah, sure. at this deeper level. Is she concerned, worried about anything else? And this just happens to be an excuse or a reason that she's pointing to. And so those could be a valuable, important you know, conversation that you would have yeah. and a good conversation starter. And couples have to deal with this all the time. And I don't believe you're going to get, you know, everybody always is on board at the same time. And sometimes a couple just has to make that decision. I do like the fact that they are in premarital counseling, yeah. listening yep. to somebody from the outside who's objective. Yeah. And that could be a great voice in this situation. Yeah. And I would say one general principle you want heading into marriage, you want a vibrant team of people on your side. And in-laws can be uh, a huge heartache Mm -hmm. or they can be great advocates. So there's even things within our marriage with me and Noreen, there's just some things I gave on. You know, they weren't huge things. You want those people to be on your side as much yeah. as humanly possible. So again, where you can give, uh-huh. I'd give. And I, I like what you said. Let's find out why, why she cares about this yeah. so deeply. And, and maybe you give a nod to her mm-hmm. because you're just showing um, respect and love for her. Yeah. So obviously each situation is going to be different, but there are just some general principles to keep in mind. Yep. I love it. Let's try this question. As a dating couple, Facebook has become an issue Mm. because my better half does not want anything about us on his page. Is this okay? <laughs> you know, th- these new realities, you know, right, of dealing yeah. with how we re- s- you give our relationship status out there in, in social media and publicly. People simply know and can follow us and know our lives yeah. pretty quickly, and that can change, you know, in an instant. So here's the question, I guess, Tim. Um, <laughs> is it okay if another person is a little bit hesitant or worried to express this in a public way uh, and, and put it out there, or is that a sign of something? I guess the answer for me would come down to this. You probably need to have that conversation and ask, what is going on? Is this something that, are there other worries or concerns? You just don't agree that everybody in the world should know your business, or does this have anything to say about his belief or view about the relationship? And and are you guys seeing it at different levels right now? That could ca- start causing problems. Well, you know, Chris, you and I both have to deal with this in a different kind of way because we're both public speakers on marriage. So I don't know the rule that you have with Elisa, but I I imagine it's very similar to what I have with Noreen. So when I'm up in front of a group, uh, I need her permission to talk about our marriage publicly. Mm -hmm. I also need her permission if if I'm going to share an argument, Mm -hmm. but sort of kind of represent her perspective in the argument, Mm -hmm. I need to clear that with her. Mm -hmm. I can talk about me all day long, Mm -hmm. the things that I struggle with and things like that. that, I think that's fine on Facebook. I Uh think that's fine in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. But when I start to talk about our marriage our argument, uh, my per- my perception of Noreen publicly, I better clear that with her first. I think so. Facebook, if you're in a serious dating relationship and the other person thinks, listen, I really prefer you not share details about mm-hmm. us on Facebook, I think the other person has to agree with that. I, they have to abide by that and respect that. Yeah, I, I just think people differ in this, uh, in the way they view um, and way they, they feel comfortable uh, sharing different details in life. And it's just, we have different perceptions, right? You can have the same event, you, even agreeing on a picture, right? I mean, oh, a person sure. might post something, I sure. love the way you look in this, and you're thinking, I look horrible. Right. Please don't post that. That's right. Or don't say that, even though we I've had an accident and have ink on my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just... There's just, just things that happen in the course of life. Yeah, there are. And and so Photoshopping, I, I would imagine, is one of those things we could eventually do with the picture at the end. But in, but in the long run, I think what you have to do, Tim, is really have a conversation and figure out what are the That's details, right. what's That's going right. on here, and why would a person 
uh, be in a different place than you. So, but you could see how that could split a couple up. Yeah. If, oh, if yeah. A, I, mean, I have friends who just love Facebook and, yep. and they love to narrate their lives via yep. social media. Yep. Well, that other person better be okay with that. Yeah. You know, to a certain degree. And, and again, all couples have to establish the rules yeah. of the relationship. And I think Facebook kind of forces you to do that. Yep. All right. So you got another question for us? Yeah. And this is, I thought this is kind of an interesting one. Um, despite being in a healthy relationship, I find myself constantly desiring singleness. Mm. <laughs> How are you interpreting healthy? <laughs> uh, desiring singleness so I can pursue other women. Is that just a guy thing or is this a bad sign? Well, listen, I think this is where, um, you know, we used to say this thing, Chris, that distance makes the heart either grow fonder or colder. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the quick litmus tests of, of, this, of your, the relationship that you're in is your eyes are wandering all the time. Yeah. And you're always thinking, oh, man, I wonder what it'd be like to be in that relationship. Yeah. I wonder what it'd be like to, I wish I was kind of free to get to know this person in my class. Yeah. That's kind of an interesting diagnostic to say, hey, I don't think this is a healthy relationship, yeah. or maybe you're just too young mm. to be in a committed, settled relationship. Because being in a settled, committed relationship means you are, as the Bible would later say, eventually getting in the process of forsaking other people. Mm-hmm. So, hey, when you're single, yeah. it's fun. You can get to know whoever you want. And if you're casually dating, there aren't a ton of commitments. But when yeah. you're in a serious relationship... Mm-hmm. That means giving away some of the, I'm no longer, my eyes aren't wandering and I'm not always thinking, boy, I wish I could get out of this so I could be in that relationship. Yeah, I would say it's a bad sign. Um, it just simply, if you're constantly desiring something else, if you're, yeah. especially if you know deep down that uh, you're, you're, you're you know, walking and you, you're listening to what God is doing and, and, and speaking to you, I, I would say that there is something that you're going to have to start figuring out. And that is... Um, what am I doing and why am I uh, feeling these kinds of things? Yeah. I think this is what God can whisper to us and tell us. And, and, I, and I do believe that you probably would be better off uh, being authentic, real, and, and, and also just being honest with the other person saying, sure. you know, can I just say this? I, I, I like being friends with you. I like, you know, in this, but to be, but frankly, I, I'm just not ready. I, I don't, my heart isn't there and I need some space and some time to figure some things out. So I think I, being honest and sharing that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. if you're young and you're yeah. in college or, you know, you just joined to start working with a company and there's single people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. There, there's no reason not to yeah. get to know people in an appropriate way. So don't be so quick to settle down. Yeah. When you settle down, by definition, you are giving up some of your options. Yeah. So I would say don't be don't be so quick to rush into this uh, um, committed relationship. Yeah, and finally, the, the the part of the question too is: this is just a guy thing or a bad sign? It's it's a guy and a girl thing. I don't think there's a gender <laughs> difference in this. I think God leads us directly and differently in what we desire. Meaning, I, I it could be anybody, and I don't necessarily think it's just a guy thing, right? Well, I, the only thing I would add to that caveat would be: I do think there is this. Um, gendered male narrative that's out yeah, there. It's kind of like being a player yeah. kind of a thing. It's attractive to a lot of yeah. guys, right? And a lot yeah. of movies we could look at, man, just they love the guy who's the player and moves around in and out of yeah. relationships. So we have to be very careful not to idealize that gender narrative when it comes to hyper-masculinity. I think it can get people in trouble fairly quickly. Yeah. Hey, well, I have another one. Okay, oh, good. Yeah, no, no, here we go. <clears throat> um, how do you receive criticism in a productive way without becoming defensive or taking it personally. I'm going to let Chris take this. 
Um, boy, that's hard. Yeah. That's a, that's tough. Yeah. Right? No. Um, yeah. Tim, you don't do this very well oftentimes, I've noticed. And so what I'm wondering is, why is this such an issue for you when all I'm doing is commenting on the fact that your modeling career never did take off and you're probably oh, not... Oh, but it could have. It could have. Yeah. yeah. Hand modeling. No, I can't. So here's what we need to do. I was committed to an alien at the time and she just wasn't... I think receiving criticism really has a whole lot to do with who's giving you the criticism, That's right. what the context is, why they're doing the criticism... Yeah. And then, and then how, and ultimately at the end of the day, no criticism about anything we do is going to be easy. It's just simply because we don't want to fail. We don't want to be misled, you know, misperceived. We don't want to be, you know, unliked or we, we don't want to fail. And so when someone brings up something that right. says, you know, we're not doing it well, it's just, it just can be very difficult. So I would suggest that the way we do this is we listen uh, in a way, you know, you have to really, especially if it's somebody who's thoughtfully done this, carefully and prayerfully and, and has approaches you about something, at that point, I think the response better be, you better take that seriously, take it away, take some time, pray about it and think about it. If it's done a little bit more flippantly, Tim, yeah. you know, without really or a lot of thought. in a sarcastic yeah. way. Yeah. Then I think you still maybe do the same thing. You take it away and say, God, lead me in this. You know, yeah. help me to see yeah. maybe what's going on here. Um, let, me, let me honor this person and listen. But uh, I, I think there's also a very important place for about context. Yeah, I like what you said, though, Chris. It depends. Well, it depends on a lot of things. One, if the person is just giving it harshly, man, that's brutal to take without getting defensive. But you said something like, um, "If this area is important, how important is this area to you?" Mm-hmm. I-, I love this one quote. It's by a man named Lord Byron. He said, "All is to be feared when all is to be lost." Yeah. So if I go into that job inter. Uh, um, 360 review. Mm-hmm. If I really ask students in my class to honestly evaluate my classroom, um, if all is to be lost, mm. if I get a bad review, yeah. then I, I'm never going to receive criticism. Mm. So if, if my self-image hangs on the fact that I've got to get great um, course evaluations or that promotion, I have to have to have that promotion. Yeah. I have to have you like me then any type of criticism is just going to be devastating. Mm-hmm. So uh, we mentioned, yeah. we've mentioned this before in podcasts, that idea of self-image, self-concept is really important, is that we need to be somewhat confident in who we are, regardless of whether you win the game or not, regardless of you get that promotion, regardless of those different kind of things. Now, that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. But if everything's on the line, then I'm never going to be able to receive criticism. So we have to be confident individuals rooted in what God has done for us. And um, yeah, it, it's a test of your character. Can, yeah. Everybody can receive praise. Love that. Yeah. When you receive that person who thinks you could have done it better, I think that's also a gut check to see, uh, am I open to, yeah. open to people? Am I proud when it yeah. comes to this issue? That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. Let's try another question. Sure. Uh, slightly different. It's in the area, though. How, how do you know, other than hearing from God, that you are ready to be married? How do you know, other than hearing from God, that you're ready to be married? And, I, you know, uh, Tim, what do you think? There's a b- variety of things that need to be in place in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just some maturity. and We'll never get to that mm-hmm. point where we're going to be, you know, we've achieved a certain level, you know, of satisfaction and walk with the Lord and lack of sinfulness. We're never going to be perfect. And so there are right. going to just simply be times in which, 
we, we we accept, okay, this is who I am, but maybe I, maybe it's this. Maybe you're ready. When you are able to say, Lord, I am so content in you, in my relationship with you, in, in where you have me, I'm working on it. But that contentment comes from, I, I, I seek my, you know, who I am, my status, my identity in, in the Lord. Huh. Um, and and he, you're working on a lot of things with me, but there's nothing significant, major, or, 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 or you know, that is extremely detrimental to my interacting with other people. Um, I think it's a tough question because you're, you're doing some self-assessment. How are, how are you before God? Are you feeling like yeah. you're ready, prepared, no, I think that's and good. Uh, you are content with Him? Yes. And that self-assessment, though, is going to break down, I think, in two ways. One, I think there's some philosophical self-assessment, yeah. what you just described. Uh, perfect. Um, but also there's going to – and another philosophical one would be what we just talked about. Hey, are you ready to yeah. not let your eyes wander? Yeah. <clears throat> are you ready to commit to a person knowing, hey, I'm committing to you. I, I'm not yeah. going to look for other relationships. I'm not going to look for a back door in this marriage. I'm ready to do that mature-wise. Yeah. Here's another one. Can you live on your own financially? Yeah. Can yeah. you make it? Here's the practical one. Can you support this woman that, uh, or man that you're getting married? Can you can both your incomes make it? Because yeah. if you can't make it, yeah. you're not ready to get married. That's yeah. that's craziness. I had yeah. one person say, well, I'll be an Uber driver. Well, okay, <laughs> God bless you on that. But you know what I mean? So find, there are some practical things. Do you have a place to live? Do you have a job? And do you, and can you pay for each other? Do you have dental? Do you have insurance? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some practical things of, hey, it costs money to, to make it on your own. You can't be having that umbilical cord, financial umbilical cord to your parents. Yeah. Right? So I think those are some practical things as well as the good philosophical things you mentioned. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, you got another question for us? You want me to give you one? Here's oh, one. Oh, go ahead. Um, premarital counseling is strongly suggested for new couples. What are your thoughts for post-marriage counseling for newly married couples? I, I, I think that's a great question. And I, and I would say uh, it is strongly suggested. The reason we everybody recommends premarital counseling is a lot of the latest research, a guy named Scott Stanley at the University of Denver and others who have explored uh, this idea have found a, a lowering of the divorce rate for those who have gone through premarital counseling by yeah. up to 30%. I mean, there's a huge reasons and motivations to get to know each other before you get married and have somebody objectively peek in. But I think this is a great question, and it says, is there something that we should be doing after we get married? And, and there's some great advice. I, we were told this. When we were married uh, or getting married, the advice was um, during our premarital counseling is you need to go to a marriage conference or a marriage event every year. Every find, year. Every year. Find wow. an event, find a conference, find a talk, read a book, do mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. every year that invests in that relationship. I, I think that has been for us some of the best advice. We followed that for many, many, many years. And in fact, I would say to this day, we're still living that after 29 whatever plus years of marriage, we're still doing that. We're trying to find something, whether it's us speaking or going and listening. But I I think, Tim, what this is getting at is how important is it to invest in this relationship even after we're married? And it just seems it's extremely high on the priority list. No, I really like that, Chris. Uh, Yeah, I mean, going to a conference I think is great, but I like your idea of it could be a book Mm -hmm. that you both read together. And I would say it becomes even more important the more the external challenges start to hit. I mean, when you have young children, toddlers, mm-hmm. man, that is such a prime time for the couples to move away from each other. You're both exhausted. You're tired. You're not talking about the marriage. Um, I'm amazed, Chris, um, how many marriage conferences, you know, either it's our conference with the Center for Marriage Going Deeper or speaking at Family Life conferences, couples will come up and they'll say, this is the first time 
in 10 years, we've been away from the kids. Oh, yeah, that's that, messed up. that's going to get to you after a while. Yeah. So right. I would want to do something. I like your idea of a, a one-day getaway, uh, a marriage retreat, a marriage conference, reading a book. You know, they, they also have great DVD series, The Art of Marriage, um, books on audio, just something. So you're getting input, I yep. think, is um, good. No, I think that's right. And I think uh, for, for those couples that are dealing with this, I think um, that engagement time and if you're getting that kind of advice um, – Keep investing in it. It, it yeah. keeps the relationship fresh and exciting and interesting. Um, uh, we, we believe that marriages are never stagnant. Yeah. They're either moving towards oneness, right? Or they're yeah. moving away from oneness. But we tend to think uh, – oh, oh, so uh, other couples will say this to me, Chris. Yeah, this we did a marriage conference. It was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> it's like, hey, if you said to me, yeah, we went to a car mechanic – 15 years ago. We went to the dentist 18 (laughs) years ago. Right. Right. So, man, I I think it's diligence and and we we get lazy in our relationships sometimes. And it's good. So, I like that, uh, what you're saying. Before you get married and and after you get married, get more input. Yeah. Um, You know, Tim, there's some things uh, in here uh, for couples that might be dating um, uh, who have gone through, you know, even are attempting a blended marriage and a relationship. So, let's try this. Uh, This person wrote in and says, my fiance is a wonderful partner and we love each other very much. I have children from a previous marriage and share custody with their father. Uh, What are some things we can do to help cultivate our love and relationship with my children and our extended family? So they're beginning this, starting on this new journey, right? And um, they love each other. Uh, They're about to get married and uh, they have, you know, this whole now set of issues that come in with blended families uh, and, and loving each other's children well. What advice would you give to them, Tim, as far as how, how would you do this? It's, it's tough, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. begin by saying uh, you, you've obviously picked a person that you believe is going to treat your children the way you want them to be treated and that will love you and yeah. them. And I also believe that in this, you um, most likely uh, need to be certain that in your giving of time uh, that you're making this fiance and eventually this spouse feel as if they are uh, very important. They are the central piece to this marriage and your relationship. And and I would say, Tim, that it is a new and unique set of circumstances come in when we, when we bring children into this kind of thing. Yeah, I I have a brother who's um, divorced and not a, not of his own desire, but he's in the best second marriage I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's been hard. Uh, he had kids, she had kids. It takes time yeah. for these kids to embrace you because when they do embrace this new um, spouse, they're basically signaling there's no hope anymore. Mom and dad are going to get back together. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we were just talking about resources. Uh, yeah. I would love to recommend to people a man named Ron Deal, yeah. D-E-A-L. He's yeah. written a book called Smart Step Families. He's yeah. with um, uh, Family Life. His website is smartfamilies.org. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but I think he would also say, boy, you need to give each other an extra dose of grace, yeah. an extra dose of understanding, um, but you're going to have to create this new culture that has new rules. Yeah. And, and for the, the, uh, the two, uh, for the husband and the wife to be on the same page with this yeah. and communicate a lot, um, get information such as from Ron Deal, 
But I, I think it's going to have to be carefully negotiated. How much can I discipline your kids? How much? And all of that's going to have to be worked out and talked about. So communication is going to have to be paramount to each other and give each other grace and things like that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's th- this is a place where um, it, it, there's no simple answers because each relationship is going to be different and the relationship that the children have with their uh, biological parent or with, you know, their now step parent is all, all depends upon their age, but also the way this has been navigated, location, geography, yeah, uh, yeah. finances, but it is a new reality. And so in doing that new setup and in preparing for that, there is really just going to be some resources that can help S- establishing a new way of doing things, establishing rules, establishing patterns, yep. and then being able to communicate, uh, you know, to each other in a way that it, it really expresses, you know, um, a hope for something that is so exciting and so new, this new relationship. Yeah. Uh, and it just can be fraught with difficulties if it doesn't is it navigated well. Yeah, and so my brother Ken has a great relationship with his um, stepdaughter, but it mm-hmm. took years. Yeah. So that's why I think um, families can get frustrated because we want this, we want to be a family, yeah. and we're under the same roof. Yeah. Well, but that takes time, and so give each other grace, time, input. Um, if ever, uh, and again, there's some stuff from Ron Deal that the whole family can read together mm-hmm. to kind of give voice to what everybody's kind of feeling. So time, grace, input, um, I think are important factors. Yeah. And then one last thing, Tim, I think sometimes when people have experienced um, a, a loss in a relationship, the, the trauma from previous relationships can influence yeah. the way in which we see the new relationship. And that, that's why I think professional counseling can also be of value in some situations, because we just have differences mm-hmm. in ways in which we see the world um, now in this new relationship. We don't want to bring in a whole lot of baggage, which is already going to be there. And to have some way in which we can navigate this with somebody else who can, can help us think through this. So, so in many respects, um, there are just some circumstances and times in which getting a, a professional outside advice can be extremely helpful uh, at, before you start running into issues that you know uh, maybe have come up in the past that are now going to be brought out in this new thing. And so maybe family counseling as well as an opportunity to begin to see some things in a new light. Yeah, and if family counseling doesn't work because certain family members right. just won't attend, mm-hmm. uh, get counseling by yourself, Yeah, right? You need That's to be good. strong and healthy as you can help other people be strong and healthy as well. Good. Well, there's a lot here. Uh, Tim, it's been fun being able to answer questions yeah, and talk great. about that. There's a whole lot more questions. So let's have another podcast eventually on and, and hit some of these, especially in the area of marriage. Uh, we can take a whole podcast on that because we have about 20 questions still to go through. What do you think? Yeah, nothing's easier than fixing other people's problems. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we love doing this. It's an art, baby. Yeah. It's where we got the art. Okay. Well, it's good visiting with you. And uh, listeners, again, go to cmr.biola.edu just for more information on some tools, equipping, events, things that we have, including other blogs and podcasts. So, um, Tim, Chris, Chris good been great being with you. All right. Take care. Bye.